Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Bucks never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. My biggest concern with the Bucks this upcoming season is their health. I mean, Drew Holiday is like 33 years old. Middleton's 32. Brooke Lopez is, I think, 35. Uh, Giannis is 28, but he's kind of 28 with a lot of miles on him, okay? Um, and what did they, you know, they brought in Robin. Okay, Robin's going to be playing, you know, garbage minutes for the most part. Although I happen to like Robin Lopez. I'm a Celtics fan myself. I always wish they would have. Okay, Bruce, Robin we Lopez. got, we've, we've got to go. We gotta go. It's still green. I mean, green's my color, fellas. <laughs> Nathan Marzion and Celtics fans have a hate, hate relationship. It's not. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Why do you, why do you hate us? Because I mean, I can't use the term that, you know, that, that a lot of non-Boston fans use to describe people from Massachusetts, which, you know, rhymes with, you know, a swear word. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll keep it clean for your audience. Thank you. Why, why, why do you hate us, Nathan? We're, we're just a bunch of friendly, drunk people that go to games and make idiots out of ourselves. What's wrong with that? Oh, yeah. Yes, very friend. No, I I do respect. I've always said I respect the passion, but I'm like I cannot stand that fan base, man. It is ever I every time the Bucks lose to the Celtics, it is just constant people coming at me on Twitter and just oh. it does not stop. Even even when they're not playing the Celtics, it's like I just constantly have Celtics fans, Celtics fans, Celtics fans, and it's just they they are relentless. And again, I respect it, and they're kind of like this with all sports. And I respect the passion, but man, it's like it's it's ruthless, Nathan. I just want you to know I'm not like those guys because I'm going to tell you what Boston fans. And I don't know if anybody in Boston watches your podcast, if they do or listens, if they do, I'm probably going to be in a bit of trouble here. Our fans are like the worst. I mean, we're, <laughs> we're jaded. We're so spoiled. I mean, you know, the Patriots would win the Super Bowl pretty much every other year for like, you know, over a decade, the Red Sox, you know, after being lovable losers for like, 85 years all of a sudden started you know smelling themselves a little bit and they got pretty obnoxious Bruins fans are kind of good fans I mean again good good drinkers there that go to the Bruins games and uh Celtics fans believe it or not we have our you know mutants I suppose but pretty intelligent fan base for the most part I mean if you follow any of the Celtics guys on Twitter they're pretty pretty thoughtful but I do agree with you I mean Boston fans can be really really obnoxious but well, i'm not one of those guys okay and i do i just want to say i mean i do like i do like a lot of players on the celtics i didn't like marcus smart i didn't like grant williams but those guys are gone now um al horford's still there so they're that's really the only guy i'm like passionately against but i like tatum i like brown like i have nothing against those guys they're likable players it's just the fan base yeah okay, let's, let's go there for a second so how big of a loss do you think it is Marcus Smart not being in Boston? You know, you you it's get a huge loss. or whatever, but no Smart. How does that affect their run? Marcus Smart was the emotional engine of that team. Period. Marcus Smart was the guy who had everybody's back. Marcus Smart was the guy who would get up in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown's face and tell them 
You got to do things differently. You got to do things better. He was the leader of the team, period. Okay. His loss, I don't really know how bad it's going to be. They had the good fortune, I suppose, that they brought Derek White over from the Spurs. So they kind of had another one of those guys, if you know what I'm saying, a, a, a defensive-oriented guy. I mean, Derek White was second-team all-defense last year. Right. He, he's probably the best shot-blocking guard in the entire NBA. I mean, you can check the highlights. You can look at the numbers. You can see. But the intangibles – and really, not only Marcus Smart, but also Grant Williams. Now, Grant Williams was nowhere near as integral to the success of the team. But those were the two guys on that team that would get up in your face and be aggressive. Boston is kind of a soft team, right? They're, they really kind of are. I mean, Porzingis is not a, you know, he's not a, a, a destroyer. You know, Al Horford in his day was was, you know, pretty aggressive, but, you know, his best basketball is behind him, even though he's still, you know, very good at times, as you guys saw in the playoffs the year before. Um, but the Marcus Smart loss, I expect, you know, if if, if somebody like Jalen Brown is ready to step up into that kind of a leadership role, which I think he's capable of, Jalen Brown is a really solid individual, not only as a player, but as a person. So if he's ready to kind of step up and, and assume more of a leadership role, that will sort of mitigate the loss of, of uh, Marcus Smart. But, I mean, Marcus Smart was one of my favorite players. I mean, Marcus Smart, to me, is a guy I would want to see his number in the rafters someday, whether they want a championship with him or not, because of what he meant. And the fans in Boston love Marcus Smart. They love him. And I hope that he is really successful. I think he's going to have a great impact in Memphis because he's got a, uh, his teammate knucklehead John Morant over there. John Morant needs a Marcus Smart next to him yes. in the locker room to kind yeah. of teach him a little bit about, you know, handling himself a little bit better because Marcus Smart never got into any trouble at all. He caused trouble on the court, but it was kind of good trouble, right? He'd be diving around. He'd be aggressive. John Morant needs to grow up, and Marcus Smart is exactly the kind of guy that I think can help him along a little bit. And, yeah, from a from a Bucks fan perspective, I mean, like I said, we're most Bucks fans I know are, are happy to see those two guys, uh, Smart and Grant Williams, off the team just because they were kind of the two guys. Horford – also, you know, he, he defended Giannis well, but they were the two guys that probably defended him the best simply because, like, they flopped a lot. I mean, they 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 it, it works against Giannis. That's kind of the best defense to use against him a lot of the time. So they were the two best at it. They always gave him a little bit of trouble. Um, and so we're all, you know, a little bit happy to see those guys gone. How are you feeling about Porzingis and having him in there? Because um, I know it's a, it's a big change, and they're, like, to me, the Celtics definitely got – you know, different this off season, but it's yet to be seen if they got better. Like I'm not ready to be like, okay, they got Porzingis. They should be the title favorites. Absolutely. Um, Cause again, as you said, you know, you've now got Porzingis at center. Who's he's now injury. He's injury prone. Robert Williams is injury prone. Your other big is Al Horford. Who's getting very up there in age. So it's just, mm -hmm. it's not a completely reliable um, top seven as it was before, where I feel like you just had seven locked in guys. Now it's kind of iffy, and I just feel like that that front court could get um, you know a little dicey. Joe Mazzula, the head coach, uh, he's now going to be in his second year. His big priority, I believe, should be you don't necessarily have to end up with the best record in the conference. What you have to do is you have to hit April, okay, with a healthy team. 
if Kristaps Porzingis is able to play 67 to 70 games and stay healthy and get to the postseason in good health with some rest, if Robert Williams's minutes are able to be managed properly, because you're right, that every time that guy hits the floor, Celtics fans, like, you know, their heart skips a beat because you just never know what's going to happen there. But their big thing is Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, I think they'll be okay. I think you can reasonably expect, you know, 55 points a game out of those two guys combined, you know, pretty much. Derek White's a nice player, okay? Porzingis, just stay healthy, big fella, and 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 don't try to be anything that you're not. They need his rim protection because that is something that they have needed more of. Al is pretty good like that. But again, you know, as we've said, Al's about 6'10", uh, and he's a great quarterback on defense. He kind of does a lot of what Kevin Garnett used to do for them as far as keeping the guys on a string, keeping them organized, calling out the D, all that kind of stuff. Porzingis needs to just, you know, be a presence in the paint, you know, take take his shots when he gets them, uh, but really stay healthy, please. <laughs> 